Click, click, boom. What's going on, Faithfuls? The Nothing But Niners crew is back. Guys, it is more Midnight at Madness, episode 10. Nope, more Midnight Madness. I always switch something, don't I? Isn't it's it episode 11? 11, the one after 10, and we're here to break it down. I got the right jersey on. My man Brian is back. He is stater underscore niner. What's going on, B? How you doing, my man? We're good. We're at, we're at show Ayuk. <laughs> yes, sir. Ayuk. Oh, you don't know what that's from because you didn't play that game. What was that? Oh my god, it was Street Fighter. Oh, yeah, no, that was the game you didn't play. But see, I remember no, all I remember hearing was when we drafted him, everybody doing the whole uh, uh, goofy voice because he's like, Oh, you know, he does his yeah. little that's the goofy voice I know. I don't know what goofy voice you know. No, that's like a hilt or whatever his little thing he does when he's like, Oh, yeah. shit. oh, I get it. A I lot of people, heard that a lot of people said it sounded like he was like he was, he was saying, Are you? I don't, I don't get it. I, I understand where they're coming from, but it is, it is what yeah. it is. Let's get this. I understand questions. where they're coming or from. Twitter, whatever we got to do. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. All right, guys. So, um, as you know, when we start these shows, uh, we don't do it the normal, the normal way, the prototypical way. Uh, instead, what we try to do is your. Where's today on Twitter? Or on Twitter today. It's not here. Oh, there it is. Oh. On Twitter today. Boom. There it is. There it is. All right, so we try to do this within five minutes. We're already a minute and a half, and that gives us three and a half minutes left. Let's see if we can break it down. B. All right, so. Show me, show me what you got, Night Guard. All right, boom. Joe Staley knows, not thinks, not believes. Joe Staley knows Nick Bosa is training incredibly, incredibly hard and is ready to dominate again for the 49ers, uh, for the 49ers this season. And then it says bit.ly. All right, I'm not going to read that part. But inside the article, Joe Staley, one of the things is about Nick Bosa is, I've been talking to him this offseason. I know he's ready. Staley said of a, a coast, what? Oh, said to a Costa Ruiz. I was about to say, what? Uh, yeah. He's been training incredibly, incredibly hard. So he's going to be a huge piece for the Niners going forward. Brian, did you happen to catch this piece today on Twitter? And if so, oh, you did. Go ahead. I- I did. I didn't. I didn't really pay attention to that part. I did see that. Um, I, I'm. There was more to that. I don't know if it was the same interview, but there was more to the the Joe Staley story when it was talking about uh, Bosa. But he was also talking about um, in reference to Jimmy G and Lance and the competition being uh, beneficial. Um, you know, because competition breeds success. Basically, is what what his takeaway. What the takeaway was. I don't remember exactly verbatim what he said, but that was the basically the takeaway. And that was between the quarterbacks, right? Right. So what we what we got clips of today was basically a full-fledged interview with Joe Staley, and then different sites decided to focus on whatever points they wanted to make it about, right? So what I posted was about Nick Bosa, what you're talking about, and what you saw was about the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Um, did he say anything outside the norm that he should have said? considering he's not on the team anymore. Like, was there anything like right or, you know, article worthy in that? I don't know that it was article. I mean, sure. I'm sure that our, our uh, beat writers can find some way to spin anything. Anybody says into an article, cause that's their job. But um, I don't know that there was necessarily anything like we expect that Nick Bosa is going to be coming back and, and be a, a, a few, you know, a problem for, for other teams going forward. We expect that. So I, I, I didn't take anything from that statement, I guess, because it's like, well, that's my expectation. So that's not that wasn't insightful to me. I mean, it's insightful in the fact that 
I believe when Joe Staley says something that that's the truth. And if he's been in contact with, um, with Bosa that, you know, you know, he knows, he knows for a fact, cause he's talked to him that he's been training. So it, to me, it just reinforces what we already think is happening. So I don't know that it's necessarily article worthy, but I'm sure somebody's going to write about it. Yeah. That's how they are. Um, so it's cool. Um, other than that on Twitter today, we also, we got 30 seconds left. Uh, just give me really quick. The NFL approved the 2022, uh, <laughs> Helmets, and in case people are just checking this because this is a shorter podcast, uh, what are your thoughts on the helmet situation? So, should the Niners wear the metallic or chrome gold one? Yeah, I don't think the NFL will actually authorize them to wear this helmet, but if they were, um, uh, as we discussed previously, that face max needs to change. It's a little bit too like it can be red or black or white, but yeah, it's it's a bit much on the gold for me. And that's going to do it. If you guys want to hear a more in-depth conversation about that, make sure you guys go on over to Nothing But Niners podcast and look for the roster breakdown between the running backs and the tight ends. That's where we went to a deeper discussion on it there. And you get a take from Tony there too. That's right. They're great. Not, not that, Tony. <laughs> All right. So, guys, it's time to get to your questions. Brian is going to be the man tonight. Let's break it down. Here we go. All right. So Danny Albright sends us, uh, during the 49ers drought of not making the playoffs from 2003 to 2010, what were you feeling? The word I want to say starts with an H and rhymes with an orny. <laughs> because, I was, <laughs> because I was fresh out of high school and just knew I was the man. I wasn't caring about football like that. <laughs> hmm. I watched it. And it was my squad, but a playoff drought is a playoff drought. I was a casual fan back then. Okay. What were you feeling? Um, unfortunately, that that specific window for me was a very intense time because I was doing the medical training for going to the submarine. And then I did my submarine tour. And then I went with the Marines and got deployed out into the jungle. And then my wife got cancer. So it was that whole thing. Like I wasn't into foot my brain was not involved with football during that span i didn't really get back into football until probably 2012 um was probably when i first really got back into it and that it wasn't had nothing to do with the it was just my timeline of my career at that that time that was why i mean it was a lot of disappointment just because i still kept up with the team but it, you know i wasn't heavily invested just because i had so many other things going on in my life at that time what's interesting about the timeline that you gave us is that um, like you said, 2012, and with you being older than me, but I understand like you were kind of a victim of circumstances. Um, if this question was just a year off, 2010, it's when they brought in Singletary mm -hmm. and he became the head coach. And that's when I actually got locked in because I had always grew up to respect Mike Singletary. Uh, right. So that's when I really, really got locked in and uh, paid attention. He was an interim coach at the end of that season. And then the next year they made him the head coach and, um, he had Jimmy Ray as his offensive. It was a bad, bad, bad situation. Right. That's when I became passionate about it. So we spent enough time on that. Let's keep it moving here. Vernon Freeman, this one is to me. Brian, what is your favorite place in Hawaii to visit? Are you pro spam? And uh, did, you, did you ever surf in Hawaii? So um, let me answer this in reverse order. Uh, I'm not a surfer. I, I don't know if you've seen many of these but i think i've talked about myself a little bit five eight and 
being over 200, between two, depending on where I'm at, but between 200 and 240 pounds, uh, surfing is not my thing. I'm a diver. I'm a paddy master diver. I'd rather spend my time under the water than above it anyway. You got a question, go. <laughs> Did you just give a weight range of 40 pounds, bro? Yeah, well, with my thyroid, it, it has been that way for, you know, during the oh, times I've been in Hawaii. Yeah. It's just not, yeah, surfing is not my a thing for me. You know, popping up real quick on a surfboard is not going to be beneficial. I'm like a buoy out there. You know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, not something I'm going to be able to easily do. Um, as far as spam, you know, I've not like going to go out of my way to eat spam, but I've had plenty of, I've been to Hawaii during spam jam. Um, when I was a kid, we used to have it just because it was everywhere. And so I'm not, not, I'm not against spam, but, um, and then my favorite place, I can't give you a favorite place in Hawaii. I know that the first time I was ever in Hawaii, um, one of my favorite memories was going to the international market, which no longer is it exists, unfortunately, because tourism is what it is. And so they replaced that place with high-end shopping. Um, so that's gone now. They used to have like a fortune teller who was in the middle of this banyan tree. It was really cool to go in and just talk to her. Just, you know, even if you don't believe in that stuff or even if you do, whatever. Um, it was just a cool experience because it was like inside this big ass banyan tree. Um, but you know, I'd like spending when we go now, um, I'd like spending my time at the Polynesian culture center or, uh, Dole plantation, obviously at the beach, um, North shore, a Wyland gallery. I mean, I would go anywhere, you know, and have, and have, I can find a good time anywhere in Hawaii. Um, and I spend most of my time in Oahu. I have been to Kauai and those are the only two islands I've been, been had the opportunity to go to this far. Sounds good. I was I was stuck and focused on spam pam or spam ma'am. Spam jam. So they spam. have a huge, huge festival right in, in downtown, like downtown Honolulu. They shut down the streets and it's just, you know, both sides of the streets all the way down are nothing but tents and vendors and they're selling all kinds of food, rice, like like rice inside of a, a hollowed out uh pineapple and so it's like it looks like a boat that's full of rice and shrimp and stuff like that and then spams oh. everywhere uh concerts and live, live music it's fun you know and it goes all night and uh all day through the weekend I think, I think they asked you this question because i made it known i've never had spam before in my life oh yeah i mean it's a huge thing out there in hawaii they even serve spam at mcdonald's in hawaii <laughs> no comment all right, it's on you, my man. Let's all right. Moving on. Miss Debbie. She sends us movies you're most looking forward to. Snake Eyes, Ten Rings, both are martial arts type movies, or the Suicide Squad. Um I'll let so you go. Snake Eyes. If that's not the Nicolas Cage movie with the word snake in it, then I don't know what it is. Um, so the only one that I know on here is Suicide Squad because I was excited about that. So that's going to be my answer. Okay. Um, for me, it's um, due to the lack of movies over the last 16 months or whatever it's been um, with the theaters closing down. I really haven't paid attention to new releases coming out. But if that Snake Eyes is related to the G.I. Joe series, and I think that it is being that Snake Eyes, then I would definitely go watch that movie. Uh, my kids, my 14-year-old still likes G.I. Joe. He's got all my old stuff from when I was a kid. So if that's what that's about, that we would definitely go see that. That's awesome. This next one I'll read because it's a question for you, the viewer slash listener. Listener, <laughs> did you hit the like and subscribe button? That's mm. from 49er Chanel. Chanel. Do it now. If you didn't, that's right. Do it now. All right, Brian. 
All right. Oh, Miss Debbie again. Uh, did you guys buy anything during Amazon Prime days? <coughs> um, oh, you all right there, Mike? Okay. Easy on that drumstick, man. <laughs> uh, I did not personally, I did not buy anything during Amazon days, uh, Amazon Prime days. Um, just nothing out there I need right now, unfortunately, timing wise. When was Amazon Prime Day? I think it was 22nd and 21st, I think, or 20th and 21st, beginning of the week. Nope, I did not. <laughs> okay. And another one. All right, Miss Deb's all over this. Uh, if you could get an autographed jersey and be present for the signing, past or present player, who would you get? All right, my answer, she didn't say it had to be a 49er, is Reggie White. I always felt like Reggie White was somebody I wanted to meet. Uh, just the you ever know how like uh you know how you can get a vibe from somebody without talking to them like just walking and being in the same room with them like once you experience their presence right i always wanted to know what vibe i would get from reggie white i didn't have a preconceived one or anything like that i just wanted to be in the room with him and be like oh that's what he feels like pauls but that that's what i want yeah but would you really be getting a feeling for him i mean if some i mean and i understand where you're going with that because i kind of had the same thought process if I was going to go with the past player, um, I think I'd really like to sit down. If it, if it was just a strict autographed jersey signing, um, then you know I'm going to go with something sta a staple like Rice. Um, but if I got to talk to somebody, I would like to talk with Joe Staley. I think that you know when he and and Bo did the Joe and Bo show and stuff like like he just seems like a a fun guy to be around to talk to, hang out with. So if I had the opportunity to do that, I would. Um, and as far as present players, I know it was an either or, but I would go actually. Um, with Tabor Pepper because I think that um, you'd actually get to have a conversation with him because I don't know the, how long the line would be to get an autograph signed jersey by, you know, a jersey that's autographed by him. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of people there. <laughs> no, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. And if I had to just really quick uh, stick with the 49ers players, um, I would want to sit and talk with Brian Young. Hopefully I can get words out this time. Last time I saw him, I just stood there and froze. So, <laughs> you're like just in awe like uh, yeah I, I, that's that's got to be my answer that's it all right dj malone favorite favorite fly flavor <laughs> the extra use of milkshake um what would you guys consider to be the manliest movie of all time and did or did you guys see the three new alternate helmets which one do you guys like and for what reason um, so I will go with, uh, as far as milkshake goes, I really, really enjoy, um, like a malted milkshake and it can be vanilla or chocolate, but if those are hard to find out here, unless you go to a specialty place. So like the best place you're probably, I mean, not the best, but the only one right here in town that, where I live is really McDonald's. And so it's like, um, I ask for a half and half, I get half chocolate, half vanilla. Cause that's the only way I can, can do it. But, um, so that's the first question, Mike. You want to answer that one? I hate milkshakes. I had a taste of one once, and I never went back. But if I had to say I had to get one, it would be strawberry. Yeah. Yeah, if I can get one that's, like, not made from – like, it's a legit milkshake shop, then if I can get one that's blueberry or something like that, I'll do that too. But uh, So uh, what would you guys consider to be the manliest movie of all time? I cannot remember seeing a single woman in Shawshank Redemption. So that's the movie I'm going with. <laughs> well, 
Um, I'm going to kind of play off of that, but different in a different way. Um, and, and this is just kind of guess to be funny, but Brokeback Mountain's pretty manly. It's man on man. So I, I don't know <laughs> where you're going to go from there. Um, but no, for real, uh, man, Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> man on man as it gets, man. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, for real, uh, I don't know. I'd have to go with, I don't know, probably like Conan the Barbarian or something crazy like that. Yeah, it says manly in the title. I like right. that. And then, uh, I did not see three alternate 49ers helmets, so I'm not sure. I can't answer three or four because I didn't see. I mean, I can answer three. Um, I did not see the three alternate helmets um, if it's for the 49ers. I did see some other ones, but, I mean, they weren't Niners helmets. The only one that I saw was the one that we talked about at the beginning of the show and we teased for the last show, and that was the gold one. Uh, I've seen the mat before. I'm, I don't know if that made its rounds today, though. Right. No, I've uh, seen that right. too. I just don't think that I don't even know what we would use for an alternate helmet because I mean, we've had basically, I mean, I know they upgraded it, but it's basically been the same for 40 years, you know, other than our little trip down the mistake 49ers written out. Yeah. That, that we never actually wore. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Omar Valencia, since it's summer, what's the hottest it's been where you, y'all, y'all live this year? AZ has gone up to 118 degrees. Um, so uh, while California has been getting pummeled with a heat wave, we've been fairly good here in north, uh, up here in Oregon. Um, but this week has been hot, and I think it was 102 yesterday. So that's as hot as it's been so far. Um, but for me, it's a little different because it's also at 4,500 feet. And when you're closer to the sun, you definitely feel it. Uh, the hottest we got was high, uh, low 90s, I mean, so like probably like 92 or so was the highest we got out here in Jersey. Well, Pennsylvania. Sorry, Pennsylvania. Brandon Treo, excluding Jimmy, what player on this team could be dealt at the trade deadline for capital or a piece for a championship run? Um, You know, you guys kind of... I think I think we talked about this before. You guys kind of convinced me of it, though. Raheem Mostert. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. yeah. I think Raheem Mostert is going to be my answer other than Jimmy. So I've got uh, – so I think – and I talked about it uh, yesterday as well. So uh, I just said that that was a possible, op possible option depending on how things are going when Wilson comes back um, and how things go with Trey through the – you know, up, up until week seven or whatever because if, if – when I say Trey, I mean Sermon, the running back. Um, depending on how he's going, I mean, if he's going to step in and just replace, if he's taking snaps away from Mostert, um, you know, basically it's, a, you know, we talked about it on the show, but it's about finding a place for him. So I think him and Richie James could both be uh, potential trade candidates. All right. Richie James is a another good one. Um, I'll, I'll take this one here. Okay. It says, uh, when is Nick coming back to the podcast? Uh, Nick is not necessarily gone. He's just working. So he's much like Tony and how we've had, uh, you know, to, to work with Tony throughout the, uh, years, whenever his uh, schedule is available, they jump right on. So this one is not a hiatus for personal reasons or anything like that. It's just the work schedules are conflicting. Uh, Nick is doing two jobs 
and one requires him to get off very late. The other one requires to wake up very early. So right. it's a, it's a, it's like a, if we did shows midday, you would see more of Nick on here, but unfortunately that's not what's happening right now. Right. But I think if you had breaking news, <laughs> it gave me an idea though. Now I'm thinking maybe we could do something midday and like we, can, we can join in from the phone. You You're know? going to have nothing but Niners nooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to you, bro. Here we go. We got okay. 10 minutes. Let's let's finish strong, baby. Here comes Miss Debbie again. Patrick Willis or Dante Whitner? Who you got? Um, Patrick Willis. I take Patrick day. Willis all day. <laughs> I love both of them, right? And it depends. Yeah. Like she didn't say if she was asking about hits or whatever. Uh, but I got I gotta go with Patrick Willis. He just he is him and uh Justin Smith like define that era. Of yep. the Harbaugh years for me, mm. and Patrick Willis was good way before Harbaugh, so I don't want to make any mistakes about it. But right, man, like what a 49er! What a 40. He should be a Hall of Famer with one of the shortest careers of someone who should make the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. All right, what we got next? Oh, I thought you were gonna. My bad, I said Willis. Oh, okay, all day. All right, so Omar Valencia is back with. What's the most y'all would pay for a Quan Alexander to come back if you would even want him back? Yeah, I I, I don't want Quan Alexander back on this team. Um, I mean, unless something catastrophic happens with our linebackers. I think if you put Quan in Aziz's place, it might be a slight upgrade just because the tackling responsibilities aren't as significant there. I don't know if that that's that's not the Sam. It's the other side. Right. That's Will. Will I don't know if he can. I mean, I'm sure he can play the will position. I just don't know that he is the best free agent that we could bring back to do that if we wanted to upgrade over Aziz. Yeah. Um, and as far as price, uh, he's still gonna demand a decent amount of money. I don't think I could go more than two and a half million a year without incentives. You know, to be fair, we gave that guy some money already for some time that he didn't play, so he could make it up as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. All right. Let's keep it moving. Diesel Elliott, Debo or Sanu, who has more yards and touchdowns? Like has or will have this year? Because if it's a will have this year, I'm going to go with Debo. Yeah. And if it's has, I'm going to go with Sanu. Right. Because um, he's had a longer career. So. But I agree. I think he meant this year, but I, I don't even think it's a lock that Sanu makes a roster this year. I would agree. It's not a lock. I do think he does, but I I don't think it's a lock. He's one of he was one of my four bubble guys. If you watch the uh, wide receiver breakdown that we did, um, I don't want to screw up your last name, Ted, but Ted Ted uh, Lacuran, uh, do you think Hufunga can beat out Tart for his starting spot before the season is over? If yes or no, why? Actually, this is a good question, and I should have thought about Tart for trade bait if Hufunga improves and shows to be uh, who the Niners hope he can be in year one. Right. I should have thought about that as someone who could be on the trade market. But... I don't know that he would have a market, though. That's the problem. He had an opportunity to be picked up and was not. That's why he's back here with the team. Touche. Touche. But, uh, but there could be other injuries and stuff around the league. Um sure. But no, I don't. I don't think that uh, Hufunga beats him out throughout the season. I think he might play, but it'll be due more to injury, not, um, you know, Tarts, uh, you know, right. being traded or anything like that. And, and for me, there, and I'm glad that you said 
for his starting spot before the season is over? Because I will answer with a caveat that I, because because we don't know where D'Amico is going to take this defense, how much different it will be from what Sala ran last year. So Hufunga might be might be able to surpass Tart by the end of the season. I just don't think it starts out that way. I think in the depth chart, Tart and Ward will be your starting safeties uh, week one, uh, barring any injury in the offseason or in, in training camp. Um, but I think by the end of the year, depending on what D'Amico does, I think it's very possible if Hufunga is able to transition like we think he should to the NFL – um, there's a definite possibility. I think he could take Tart's spot by the end of the year. Yeah, a little more to drink, babe. Oh, uh, Walter Galaviz. Galaviz. Uh, if you want a million dollars, what would be the first thing that you spend it on, excluding paying bills, mortgage, or pay off a vehicle, etc.? What would you do to spoil yourself with? Or what? Sorry. What? What would you spoil yourself with? You're muted. Oh, so wait, did you hear me putting my order in? I wasn't listening because I was reading. Okay. Um, this is a really interesting question. I think if I won a million dollars, the first thing I would spend it on, this is going to be so cheesy and so old man to me, uh, but I'm putting all of it into renovating my house. And when I say all of it, not the million, but that's the first thing I'm doing. I'm coming up with a full plan of how I want the house to be re re reconstructioned and I'm going to come up with the separated garage and getting that all. I might have, if, if it was a million dollars that I had, like that ups my expectations a lot more. I might actually run one running water to the, to the garage so that it's a little more livable, you know, maybe a bathroom or something like that out there or a half bathroom. And I'm just doing it all on my property. I'm doing so it with your, property. with your, you're happy enough with your current location that you wouldn't be looking to buy a new house somewhere else. I mean, or building so, your own home somewhere else. Yeah. So when, when I discuss this with my wife, believe it or not, the, the answer is let's play this spot out with its full potential first before we decide to move, because we are in a very good neighborhood. There's a lot of children out here. Um, the Close school system, the school system, the, the education itself is, is good. We just don't like the building of third grade to senior year, but as far as what my children are learning mm -hmm. compared to the other schools in the area, it's very good. So uh, I think we owe it to ourselves to see what this house could be. Uh, the only other thing that I would change about this house is um, I wish there was a little bit more property because I like my privacy a little bit more than most people. Um, I want to be close enough to socialize, but for, far enough away where I don't have to worry about neighbors saying, oh, his music was too loud or his dog is barking at night type of thing, you know? Um, for me, um if if this was the case, um, kind of a homer, I guess, because there's two things that I would spend money on. Um, the first would be to be able to take my wife to some of the places I got to see while I was in the military, because um, you know I love to travel, but it's even more fun to to uh, take someone you you know with that, and, and you know and and share that experience. So new, you know, we would do a world tour: New Zealand, uh, Australia, Japan. Take the kids to see Okinawa, since that's where we met, all that kind of stuff. But then I would also um, Probably try to buy, or I have no idea what it costs. So I'm just speculating, but I would try to get a, a a suite for the Super Bowl with the NBA crew to watch the 49ers kill whomever they're playing. <laughs> Damn! Now I feel bad for not thinking about something that 
like that. Well, it uh, said hey. you want to spoil yourself, so I'm like, that's really spoiling. I mean, that's definitely something I wouldn't spend money on if I didn't have, you know, come right. into it in winning a million dollars. That's a good answer. Is the Rock of Gibraltar in in New Zealand? The Rock of Gibraltar? No. Yeah. The, the Straits of Gibraltar are as you're going into the Mediterranean Sea. So it's like Gibraltar is at the southern tip of uh, Spain, right. and then you have Monaco on the top of uh, Africa. And it, just where those two are, you have... Oh, that's why there. you see the water around the edge of it in the in the pictures and everything. I, I got to go there. I got to go there. Okay. I've been, I've been uh, through there. It's, it's You've fun. been there? I've been through... through yeah, I've been through in the, the Mediterranean. Through the Mediterranean. I've been in the Arctic. I've been in the... No, Indian but I've been in the Rock of Gibraltar in particular. Well, I mean, I did. Well, I passed it as we. You know, oh, okay, okay. I thought the, you got the, to walk. The, like, the do you know what it is? Because it's so shallow in that area, you can't submerge the submarines. You have to actually come up and drive the boat on top of the water. You're not huh? supposed to tell this stuff. You said that's not secret. Oh, okay. All right. All right. We're down to a final minute here. Let's try to finish strong. All right, uh, Mark uh, Cisn Cisneros. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, would you rather Trey Lance? Have a Matt Ryan or Eli Manning career, top 10 QB, one MVP, no Super Bowl. What? They have Super Bowl wins. Anyway, whatever. Versus mediocre, uh, no MVP, but two Super Bowl wins with San Francisco. Does Tony look like Kingpin from the new Spider-Man games? Um, I have don't know that reference because i don't i haven't played the new spider-man game so i can't answer that question i know who kingpin um, is and i can just imagine what he looks like in games and i'm gonna say yes for both of us here okay um obviously matt ryan doesn't have a super bowl but eli manning has two because he beat the patriots on one at least one to get him right if not two right <laughs> just i'm just playing um but if you're giving me the option that he doesn't, he has a career like Eli and Matt Ryan, but no Super Bowl wins, I'll take him being mediocre with two Super Bowl wins. <laughs> to be, I mean, I'd rather. I think than... What he was saying was uh, either Matt Ryan with the MVP but no Super Bowl, or Eli Manning no MVPs but two Super Bowls. Oh, and okay. In that case, we're going to take the two Super Bowls. Oh, every day because you know while. Yeah. I do appreciate what players bring to the team. I am always a 49ers first. So if the team can get a Super Bowl win, that's the route I'm going. I don't care who's on the team to get us there. And that's going to do it. Uh, if you guys are listening to this, I encourage you guys to go back and watch so you can see exactly who Kingpin from Spider-Man is. All right. That's going to do it for us here tonight. We are out of here. And I know we don't normally do this, but let's do it now, Brian. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We're out of here. Mahalo.